everybody, it's Payday, and you're listening to the Payday Podcast with your host, Samantha Mantra, me. Today's podcast is all about spending. Let's talk about how we spend. So impulse versus need. If you're an impulse spender, you spend emotionally, and chances are that's not breaking news to you. Impulse spending is driven by our emotions, and it just means that you didn't plan on making that purchase or signing up for the new service or that new subscription. You just wanted to try it out. Unfortunately, it's exactly that kind of impulse that usually blows your budget, particularly because we live in the age of one-click shopping. It's literally never been easier in human history to spend your money. It is now feasibly possible for you to spend thousands of dollars without ever leaving your bed. And that level of convenience is getting us into hot water. So let's talk about what drives impulse spending. We know impulse spending is an emotional response, but first and foremost, stress. And we have spent the last 11 months insanely stressed out. Whether your stress was familial, economic, professional, medical, existential, or a potent Molotov cocktail of all of the above, what this means is that you now probably feel one of three ways about your spending. One, you don't care. It is what it is. You bought it. That's it. Two, you spent. And by the time the package or the second package or the third package was delivered, you were regretting it. Three, Life is short. I'm making what I have around me as nice as possible. I'm not really regretting my purchases, but they make me feel anxious because I'm not sure if I can afford them. So why do we spend impulsively? We know it's stress. We know it's emotional. And I'm not talking about bills today. That's going to be another podcast episode. But why do we spend at all? Whenever I have these conversations with my clients, there's a word that comes up over and over again. It's deserve. I deserve this, whatever this is, a seamless order after a really long work week, a cab after a long shift, or just like a treat myself purchase from a small business, a minority owned business, a woman owned business, your favorite Etsy shop, all of these things become rationalized. And that's the thing about the I deserve statements in your head. They become an easy way to rationalize any emotional spending and any impulse spending. So what I offer to my clients when we talk about this is my own, one of my own mantras, which is you can have everything you deserve, but not at the same time. Because chances are you do deserve to not have to cook a meal for the fifth time in a row or to take a 40-minute cab instead of a two-hour ride on public transit, depending on your situation. You do deserve to have an easier time of life. It's been my experience that most people might be misinformed, but they're not lazy, and laziness doesn't seem to me to be as common as you would think based on how people discuss personal finance. So if most people deserve to have their lives made a little bit easier, my, my starting point is always, well, what comes first? What do we deserve first and foremost before we can have the other things we deserve in our lives? And I'll use myself as an example here. There was a short period in my life where I did an exceptional amount of impulse caps, lifts, Ubers, wow, just, I totaled it up one month and I said, why am I doing this? I am not an impulsive person generally, but in this one area of life, I am totally failing my own test. 
And when I asked myself why I was spending impulsively on cabs, it had everything to do with the fact that I wasn't sleeping enough. And when I went back to my budget and recrunched my numbers, I realized I could spend an extra $200 at the start of the month and my cab budget would never be in excess of that. And that's, that's a personal example. Your examples are not necessarily going to look like that. But there's a reason driving your impulsive spending outside of just like in the moment, I think this is cool, I'm going to pick this up, particularly in the pandemic. So why do you spend? And how do we break out of impulse spending habits? The first step to breaking impulse spending habits is being able to answer your own questions. Because I like this or I want this is not usually going to be good enough when your budget is hurting. So Three questions to ask yourself before the purchase. One, what is your focus? Is, what is the focus of your money currently? Is it on saving? Are you living a best life? Are you trying to save for a post-vaccination vacation? Two, what purpose does this purchase serve? No, I'm really being serious. What is the point of you buying Chinese food, even if it's only for one night? Is it because you're too tired to cook? Is it because you're too lazy to cook? Can you tell the difference? Can you answer your own question? Or is it because you sleeping in tomorrow morning will allow you to be up with an international team on a big budget presentation? What is the purpose of the purchase that you're considering? And three, because what we deserve is really important, how does this make my life easier? Being able to answer your own questions is key to being able to set your own goals, make your own budgets, and ultimately prosper in life. So always be able to answer your own questions and give yourself the dignity of a full answer. It's not just you want this. I want this because blank. So those are three questions for before you make a purchase. What about after you make a purchase? If you're ever feeling purchase regret, ask yourself why. Is it because you literally don't have space to put new things? Is it because you thought you'd like it, but you tried it once and now it feels like a waste of product or money? If you feel anxious, why? Prove it to yourself. And that means looking at your budget and being like, oh, maybe I could afford this purchase. I just have to check with myself first because you're in control of your own life. And depending on how you have your budget set up, you may or may not have money set aside in a quote-unquote stuff that comes up slash miscellaneous fund. Those funds are a little bit dangerous because they basically act like black holes. So for stuff that pops up, do your best to categorize it. What is the category of thing that keeps popping up for me? Is it cabs? Is it food? Is it face products? Is it the newest tech? Whatever it is, categorize it so you could clearly understand when it pops up for you. Remember, the goal here is to make your life as easy as possible. Speaking of ways to make your life easier, if you're getting ready to start a podcast and you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to get started. It's free. Anchor distributes your podcast for you across multiple platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Their app allows you to edit straight from your phone or computer, and there's no minimum listenership to start earning revenue. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The more honest you are with yourself and the less you hide from your impulses, the more you can moderate them. Okay. 
So you've answered the questions, you know, roughly which category of thing it is that is driving your impulse spending. What's next? Well, first thing that we're going to do next is put some friction back into our spending. It is still way too easy to spend, even if you know why you're spending money on things. So let's start. Delete the app from your phone. Whatever app you use to buy the majority of your things, whether that is Amazon, whether that is Etsy, whether you are on another platform, delete it off of your phone. Two, erase your saved payment information from any shopping portal. I'll say that again. Erase your saved payment information. And if you are that person who has your credit card number memorized, request a new credit card and shred the one you have. When you put friction back into the shopping process, you allow yourself to actually have 30 seconds to consider whether you need the thing that you're buying. Part of the problem with the way we shop and obtain goods is that it happens so quickly that our brains just look at something and say, ah, Yes, this looks like it would be perfect for this. I have the money, I'm going to buy it. Or I have the credit card limit. So put friction back into your shopping process. Make it take like three minutes instead of two seconds. That will allow you to actually consider if the purchase is serving what you said your goals are. So let's talk about needs. And your needs aren't just your bills, but we'll begin there. Are you paying for anything that you haven't used in six months, like a subscription? First things first, make sure that your monthly payments are aligned with your needs. Once you're sure that everything you're being billed for is something that you actually need, then go ahead and check how you're saving, if you're saving at all currently. And I just want to say it's okay if you're not, because saving is a habit, and until you create that habit, it's really likely that you're going to have missing money at the end of the month, and it's not something to be ashamed of. It's something that you could change. So... Back to needs-based saving. If your stress is causing you to spend, where is the stress coming from? Is it a job? Is it a living situation? Saving intentionally can be a great stress reducer because you're proving to yourself month after month that you'll be able to exit a stressful professional situation. You'll be able to move into a place without roommates because you're saving up for a bigger um, rental deposit on your new apartment. Impulse spending is basically like an automatic self-soothing, while intentional saving that responds to your needs actually helps to treat your problem, whatever the problem may be. Remember, you can have everything you deserve, but not at the same time. Not until we go up a couple tax brackets. You're going to hear me talk a lot over the course of my podcast episodes about the importance of being able to answer your own question. See, I believe that you are the priority. So I don't know isn't a good enough answer for you. You deserve better than I don't know. So if there is a question that you're asking yourself like, man, I just don't know what what to do next. Take a second, take a minute, take an hour, take a day and try and sketch it out for yourself. You don't have to be a type A planner, but there's almost always something that comes to mind. Just one thing that would make your life easier. So what is that thing? What will immediately, consistently ease things in your life? Try and enfold that into the budget where budget allows. And for me, the thing that makes my life easier is massages. When I was working two jobs, I could not afford luxuries frequently. And so I would go once every six months and I would save up my little dollars and I would go and I would be thrilled. As I started making more money, I was able to go every three months. 
just before the pandemic happened, I was able to go once a month. I was able to have this type of luxury in my life and it made things much better for me because like a lot of folks, I carry my stress in my neck and my shoulders. What would make your life easier as it is right now? Right. And can you budget for that if it's possible? Because when you make it the priority out loud with your words, you can then make it the priority with numbers. Needs based spending is, most folks would agree, a really good thing. It's a good thing to spend according to your needs. But frequently, it meshes with something called scarcity mindset in an overly focused way. If you've never heard of scarcity mindset, it basically means that you tell yourself things in a very sharp tone and you say things to yourself like, I don't need that. That can wait and you can actually afford it. So you've gotten used to not having a lot, whatever that means for you, and now that you can afford to have a bit more comfort and ease in your life, you're blocking your blessings, so to speak. You're not allowing yourself to improve your quality of life the way you promised yourself you would back when you were making less money. So needs-based spending is good, But when it's coupled with scarcity mindset, which is a really common thing, you want to make sure that you're undoing the scarcity part of things, that you are always able to be honest with yourself and say, oh, well, two years ago, I could could afford to save $200 a month and that was it. And now fast forward 24 months, I can save $500 a month and the emergency fund doesn't look sad anymore. It looks quite happy. It has a comma. It looks at me and smiles. And I actually can afford this one thing for my birthday or maybe an anniversary coming up. It's important that you don't overly focus on your needs to the point of blocking out anything that would make your life easier in the long run. And the long run really matters, right? It's not all about present day you. It's also about future you. If you have a really strong scarcity mindset coupled with a needs-based spending approach, it's unlikely that you'll feel comfortable with investing. And it's unlikely that you'll prioritize opportunities that will pop up for you to invest in yourself. Because the truth is nothing in life is free. What I want you to take away from this episode is that any approach to money that is extreme is likely to fail. Whether you're spending impulsively with no budget or you're counting your bills down to the cent and are putting every spare dollar in savings, balanced approaches really matter and they stand the test of time. Your money matters to me. You matter to me. Remember the importance of being able to answer your own questions. You can't plan for your priorities if you don't voice them. This is Samantha Mantra signing off. Take care and enjoy the rest of your payday.